What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Season 3, Episode 19 of Hit the Books, a podcast all about sports betting, the bets you should be taking, and everything surrounding sports. We are here for Week 18 of the NFL season, final week of the regular season, full slate before we get into the NFL playoffs. So join me, and let's jump in and introduce my co-host for this week's episode. This week, we just got Huff and Matt, uh, excuse me, Huff and Ace this week. Let's start off with you, Ace. What do you got for us here coming into another week here, Week 18? Yeah, I'll tell you what. First off, I'm pretty uh, pretty beat that we didn't have a Monday night football game last week to give me a nice little bailout, a, a negative week for the first time in a while. Uh, kind of the oddity this year, but it is what it is. We'll regroup this week. Got a, a full slate, last one of the season, so excited to get into that. And uh, got some exciting college football news at the end for Huff to cover as well. So ready to get rolling today, ready to roll. Awesome, good stuff. Huff, what do you got for us here coming into another week here, week 18? Yeah, I was I was gonna say the same thing. I feel like week seventeen feels like it was a like literally a month ago with no Monday night football. Just that bridge from Monday night to Thursday night really kind of you don't really have too much time to look into things. You know, obviously we record on Wednesdays, get this out on Thursdays, and then obviously the next week starts on Thursday usually. But week seventeen, no Monday night football. Week eighteen, no Thursday night. We're waiting from Sunday up until this Saturday where we'll have my Steelers kick off week eighteen, but. Definitely feels like it's been some time since I've watched an NFL game, especially with the Bama-Michigan game mixed in there uh, in the college football playoff. It feels like it's been a while since we've seen some NFL football. Alrighty, boys. Yeah, let's jump right in here to this week. Starting off with the NFL, like usual, we have our power rankings for this week. Pretty First ones of the here. new year. Very excited about this. Coming in at number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, the Cleveland Browns. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers. And number one, the Baltimore Ravens. What do you guys think about that one here this week for week 18? Yeah, you had to go ahead. You had to go ahead and put those Browns in there. We were saying last week uh, that was a team that maybe arguably could have been that five spot where Detroit was. Detroit loses a close one in Dallas. Not really too much a knock against them. Obviously, we know what the Cowboys are capable of on their home field, but this Browns team is catching fire at the right time. Uh, they're going to be benching Flacco this week to get him some rest, the old veteran, uh, going into the playoffs. So a lot of backup quarterbacks all around. That's week 18 every week but or every year. Uh, but uh, this Browns team, they're probably the most impressive team, at least on paper right now. Uh, in this, I'm not saying like to go far. I'm just saying like a team that no one expected them to be here at this point of the year. Uh, with all the injuries that they had. You look at Dallas sliding back up in there. They've been the most fluctuating team, I feel like. Uh, and then one and two just stay solidifying themselves with the Ravens and the Niners. Ravens, huge win over Miami, just shit-stomping them. Uh, and then the Niners defending uh, their their number two spot, obviously. Uh, easily, de- definitely the number one team in the NFC. They secured that number one seed. Uh, I'm excited to see how these playoffs shape up. I think we got a good top five going into Week 18, though. Yeah, and like you said, the Ravens and Niners, no-brainers there. The Raiders beating the brakes off of the Dolphins. Not Raiders, Ravens. Beating the brakes off the Dolphins this week. That's why the Dolphins fall out of our top five. I mean, I was all over them coming in, and they they really lived up to the moment. Lamar locking up that MVP race. Um, Yeah, the Browns, surprising to get in there, but they've been playing great football. Didn't expect that at the beginning of the year, them to be here at this point. The craziest thing to me is see the Eagles fall out for the first time this year, I think. Yeah, uh, if not one of the very few times. Uh, I was gonna say this might be the second time they haven't been in the top five, but yeah, definitely a rare a rare chance for them. Yeah, deservedly so too, with that loss to the Cardinals being so huge. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys now having the NFC East really under their belt, they know they have to lock it up, but 
that's crazy. We didn't expect that to happen. So a flip there between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, if not, Eagles win that game. I don't even know if the Cowboys are in the top five sitting as a wild card. But the uh, Chiefs hanging on for dear life as they got an ugly, ugly win this week. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get talking about these games because some of these teams uh, coming down to the wire. going to be close getting in. Absolutely. Yeah. Chiefs, uh, uh, Chiefs, they're, I mean, they're at that point where if there's no five seed and the Chiefs aren't in the top four, it's a safe, you know, kind of cop out. Just put Mahomes in there, get him going, especially the closer more you get to the playoffs. I, I think that's a, that's a safe bet putting Mahomes He's always in there. there. It's not pretty, but he's always there. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty, boys, you said it. Let's jump right into this week's slate here. Week 18, we got two games, no games on Thursday, two on Saturday handful on Sunday, uh, and no Monday night football game, similar to last week. This first game that we're going to talk about here is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. The Steelers, the favorite here, four points for them, minus 200 on the money line, total at 35 and a half. Steelers, Mason Rudolph uh, and Lamar Jackson being rolled out here for week 18. What do you guys think coming into week eight, coming into this game, this first four o'clock matchup, Steelers and Ravens? What do you think, Ace? Yeah, surprised you dished this one to me first with Huff and the Yenzers. You guys, you know, I'm surprised. First time I think anybody other than Huff's gone first on the Steelers <laughs> team this this year, maybe all time. But yeah, I mean, the Ravens playing great football. They they earned themselves the opportunity to be able to sit Lamar Jackson and other key players, locking up the AFC. And you know what's crazy is my, my prediction rang true from uh, the halfway point. I think the Ravens are going to finish with the best record in the AFC, and they have now done that um, regardless of the outcome of this week. I do like the Ravens to go in on a high note this week. I think they can still get it done. I like I like what they have in their depth. We've seen Tyler Huntley um, come in time and time again. Whoever it is, uh, other guys have stepped into that role too. But that team, they're going to go in on a winning streak. I think they already have that buy locked up. I think it's going to be tough for the Steelers to put up points. But my favorite play this week would probably be the under in this game. I think it's a very low-scoring game between a lot of reserves for both sides. Yeah, I, I like that play on the under. Obviously, I, I, I my take is I, I think the Steelers win this game. Four points is definitely a lot. I think they'll do enough to win the game. And uh, like you said, the lower scoring bout, I like the Steelers. The minus 200 money line is just crazy for this team right now, going up against a one seed in Baltimore. Uh, divisional matchup, I, I usually love taking the underdog. When all the backups are in and the playoff implications are on the line, uh, I, I think Tomlin's going to go in and eke out an ugly game. Ravens obviously lock up that one seed. This game doesn't mean anything to them. They'd love to kick the Steelers out of the playoffs, though. I think that's a little uh, spite the Ravens have going into this game is kick your rival out. And, uh, I mean, the Steelers lose this game. They're out. They do need some help. Uh, I think the Steelers win this game. Close game. I do agree with you on the under 35 and a half, though. I might end up carding that one. Yeah, and you know what's crazy, Huff, is this game goes against all trends because of the sitting guys out. It kind of sucks that they're giving us Steelers Ravens in Week 18. Maybe they didn't expect this scenario. But uh, they definitely expected someone to be fighting for lives, if not both of them. And now we have the Ravens obviously playing for nothing, essentially. Um, but the thing that the trends that we always look at, it's they always split every year. The home team wins. So everything's leaning, leaning, leaning Ravens. But the big factor is that that benching of all the good players. Yeah, exactly. Especially the Saturday standalone game. Um, I, dude, when this line opened, the Steelers were minus seven. I was like, Jesus, that is not good. Like. Yeah. Not taking minus. I don't even like minus four. Just get like and the minus two. They're not a good enough team to throw in a money line parlay. I have to see who else the Ravens are going to end up sitting out. Uh, do you know is Roquan Smith playing? That's like the biggest X factor on yeah. defense for me. I'm not sure if their full list is out yet, and you know it'll get bigger by the time game time comes. So yeah. we'll have to monitor that. Roquan, 
Patrick Queen, those are like two guys. If they're out, uh, obviously Kyle the line's Hamilton, definitely going to move. Gino but yeah, Stone. Kyle Hamilton, those three guys on defense. Um, those are three dudes. If they rest, I love the Steelers' chances. Mason's been, I mean, putting up points, 30 points in back-to-back games, putting up yards. He looks like, I mean, the franchise guy right now. We've seen the other backup quarterbacks do that. So obviously I'm just kind of in the in the mix with our backup situation right now and the success that he's been having. But hoping that we can go into Baltimore and get a win on Saturday. It'll be an interesting one. Big one for the Inzers. Big game early on. Always is. Week 18. Always going to fucking sweat this shit out. What's going on, everybody? Jesse from Hit the Books here. I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. We use Zencaster because it's the best solution for us to record our episodes each week with four of us in different locations. Coordination is hard, and Zencaster makes that easy. Like I said, it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Just log in with your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away studio quality sound and up to 4k video with your guests feel a sense of zen knowing zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality even if the connection is unstable zencaster's an all-in-one platform if you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services those days are over zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform you can create a podcast all in one place and distribute to spotify apple podcasts and other major destinations if you're interested, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. Use our code, hit the books, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same experience, easy experience we do with all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Make sure to use our link in the description below or our offer code, hit the books at Zencaster.com slash pricing for 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Alrighty, let's keep it moving here through Week 18, our Saturday primetime matchup. The Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. The Texans, the favorite here, just one and a half points. Minus 118 on the money line, plus 100 on the money line for the Colts. Total, 47 and a half. I totally forgot to read my trends for the Steelers-Ravens game, so we'll start here. Over, 9-2 and two in the Colts' last 11 games at home. 16-6 the, to the over in their past 21, 22 games overall. Colts 17 and 4 straight up in their last 21 games at home against the Texans. The Texans 7 and 3 against the spread in their last 10 road games. What are you guys thinking here in this primetime Saturday matchup here this week? Or wins this game's going to the playoffs. Yeah, this is winning in. This is definitely big playoff implications on the line. You know, you win, you're in. The loser, I think, is out. I don't even think can get some help. Yeah, is that correct? Out. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and you have so, a chance at the you have that chance at the AFC South with a win too, pending a Jaguars game. But yeah, this will be a good uh, one. I like this I like is going to be a Stroud tough game. In the mix, squabble. I see. I I don't know. I I kind of the the Colts beat the Texans early on in the season. Like we said, we usually like to look at the the teams that go one and one and split. Colts win in Houston. Uh, I think that might have been during the Stroud uh, injury week two. Was he hurt? No, that's kind of before no. he kind of started lighting it up. That's a, a Richardson bit, but, start. Yeah, so that was back at the the Anthony Richardson Colts got a big win in uh, Houston. I, Minshew, I mean, I, I don't know if I can fade this Colts team right now on their home field. They, uh, last week I took the Raiders plus the three and a half. That did hit. Colts get the win. Um, I, I don't know. This Colts team, they've been winning on their home field. Uh, they're 3-0 and in their last three at home. I'm going to take the Colts here to get a huge win and make it to the playoffs. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I can't tell you if I'm I definitely see how you like the Texans. This is like an ugly yeah. pick. I'm just taking the home team. No, I know, but the Colts are so hot. Better defense, more veteran guys in, yeah. in the room. But CJ Stroud, I feel like, is the most dynamic player on the field. I know Alec Pierce looked great. Jonathan Taylor's back in the mix. There's a lot of guys on that Colts team. Defense has flashes. Well coached. 
but it's in Houston. CJ Stroud, this is his offensive rookie of the year moment. I think this is a, a legacy moment for him too, if you can check this no, it's one in off. Indy. Of oh, it's in Indy. But still, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tough, you threw tough me spot. off because my stat was like backed up off the home games. I was like, wait, did I just say yeah. that for no reason? Yeah, I got confused on that one. I thought you were saying, <laughs> yeah. All right, so in Indy, still, I, I lean, I lean the, the Texans here. Same thing, I was, same argument. I think it's a CJ Stroud legacy type game. I think he's able to have a very successful day he might throw an interception but i think he's going for 250 plus he's going to throw two touchdowns and they have more offensive firepower i think than the the indianapolis colts they can score much quicker i know missing tank dell hurts but i think they're able to contain winchu a lot more if i remember correctly early in the season it was, it was a different assignment i don't know if i'm going to take a side in this game per se check back for our saturday cards for my official prop plays as i dive into this one but i think this is going to be a great game on saturday night football i i, I want to say it's, it's going to end somewhere like 23 20 um I, I like i lean the texans here for argument's sake but that may flip come saturday night lots of good stuff there boys finish out our saturday slate there time to jump into sunday here the final sunday of the regular season starting off at one o'clock the atlanta falcons and the new orleans saints saints the favorites here at home just three points for them minus 176 on the money line falcons money line at plus 148 total at 42 and a half Trends I got total has gone under in five out of Atlanta's last six games when playing on the road against New Orleans, Atlanta four and one against the spread in their last five games against New Orleans. What are we thinking here in this first one o'clock matchup final week of the regular season? Ace, take it away. Yeah, I think it's just such a crucial game for a veteran team in the New Orleans Saints who had big expectations coming in. I like them minus three. I'm not carding them, though. I'm not taking them. I've been burnt by these Saints way too many times. I think this win is irrelevant either way because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to lock up the division with a win over the Carolina Panthers. Falcons might be pesky in this one too. They might be able to keep a low-scoring game, keep it close, two good defenses. But I think that the Saints are able to cover that number, for argument's sake. Not taking this one, definitely not. AFC, uh, NFC South divisional matchup, tough, tough game. I do like a slow game between these two. Um, Saints, I guess I take them. I, I lean them, but not much. I can't. I don't know about you, Huff. If you can honestly say you'd card one of these but i think they win but it doesn't even matter yeah i was gonna say new orleans needs some help to win this division obviously the bucks if they win they get the division uh new orleans i'm looking at it right now they need a win and a tampa bay loss or tie or new orleans tie plus a tampa bay loss uh to clinch that division title so definitely gonna need some help there uh, i believe tampa bay gets uh the buck or the panthers this weekend correct another nfc south matchup so um, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think the Saints definitely defend uh, home field here and get the win. I like the Saints to come out on top. In the Dome, minus three is a little tough. I'm going to lean the minus three, though. I think they handle business. Uh, this offense has picked up the past couple of weeks. The Falcons are trending Love downward. It. Yeah, they, they, this offense is starting to look a little better, uh, starting to look like they have some trust in Derek Carr. The defense is clicking. I will not card to Kamara to score a touchdown. Every time I fucking card him, he doesn't score. The weeks I don't do it, he scores too, dude. He's so frustrating to bet on this year. Um, but the Saints get the win. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think this is going to be a very uneventful game, and I'm hoping this is the last time we have to see either of these two NFC South teams this year. The Bucks can handle business. But here's I do a, like a lot, a lot of it have a big game in the last one. Here's a profitable one that I wish I've been taking the past couple of weeks because every Saints game I watch, he scores. Is Juwan Johnson. He's like plus 380 mm. every fucking game. And Derek Carr loves him. It's crazy. He loves his tight ends. Yeah, it's like it's Darren crazy, Waller. dude. Yeah, that's his Darren Waller. I'm yeah, like, I've been. I have like a note that in my a mental note to like see what his anytime touchdown score odd is is at yeah as soon as it gets posted. I'm actually if there's looking enough up. value. You might be seeing it on Huff's card this week. 
I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at it right now because ESPN sometimes posts these. Yeah, they have it posted. Let me see what the. Oh no, they don't. Um, some of the games were posted. Like it's posted for that Dolphins game, but not this, which is weird because that game's eight hours later. But yeah, definitely stay tuned. That's a the Juwan Johnson uh, touchdown trend. Derek Carr, that's his boy lately. I might have to hop on that. Starting to ramp up here in Week 18, moving forward to this second one o'clock matchup: Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals. I think a matchup they thought was going to be a lot more fun and exciting than it's going to be here. The Bengals, the favorite, seven points, minus 320 on the money line, total at 37 and a half trends I have here. Total's gone over in five out of Cleveland's last five on the road. Also over in six out of seven against Cincinnati for the over there. What are we thinking here? This battle of Ohio, Cincinnati's basically in Kentucky, but we'll stop there. What do you think, Huff? I like the the under here. I think that in the Jeff Driscoll versus Jake Browning bowl, I think the game goes under 37 and a half. Uh, I think Mixon gets his if he's even going to play in this game. I don't know if they're going to sit out with no playoff implications on the line. Uh, but Brown's obviously sitting some guys. They're already an injured team coming into this one with really nothing to play for in this one. They've basically locked up that top uh, wild card spot looking to get, obviously, you know, a, they're going to get a hopefully a home playoff game if they can win one. Uh, hopefully that'd be kind of best case scenario for this Browns team. Not much to play for here in Cincy. That's why you see the Bengals as a seven point spread. Give me the backup quarterback that's been in there for the past couple of weeks and has done it. I like the Brown, uh, Browning and the Bengals. I almost said the Browns and the Bengals. I like Browning and, and the Bengals to get it done, but I like the under 37 and a half is my most confident play. In this game. Yeah. Huff, the Browns and the Bengals, you can't go wrong with either pick here this game because they're both playing. <laughs> But um, yeah, Jake Browning, I like I like what your take your take here. I mean, there's it's an irrelevant game for the Cleveland Browns. Can't move your positioning at all. This is actually like a good hurt. game for the Browns to just lose because it's like okay, now we're back to we haven't we're not the hot team that's won yeah. every game coming into the playoffs. Like, but that defense is definitely going to want to eat, and I understand why you like that under thirty seven and a half. If Mixon sits out, I don't know if I can take a, a Bengals side in this one. I think Browning is successful with the the receivers there. This could be T. Higgins' last game as a Cincinnati Bengal right here. So I think he definitely gets his. That might be something I look at as an anytime touchdown. He gets Browning really favors his top end receivers. I think the young running back for the Bengals actually could have a good day as well. What's his name? Chase Brown, I believe. Um, something like that. But he he's been pretty dynamic through the passing game and on the ground, similar to Jalen Warren almost. Um, but I'm not taking anything on this one again. I'm going to stay away from these irrelevant games this week. I'm really going to focus in on the ones that I love. It's getting down to it. Vegas is calling these games right each and every week, just getting better and better with all the more data. I like the plays, though. Let's keep it moving here. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Or did you go, Huff? All right. I thought so. I don't know why I second-guessed myself. Let's keep it going here. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans here in Nashville. The Jaguars are the favorite. Uh, the uh, the road dog or the road favorite at five and a half points minus two forty on the money line thirty nine and a half is our total trends I got here is Jacksonville nine and two against the spread in their last eleven on the road the total has gone over in four out of Jacksonville's last five games when playing on the road against the Titans and the Titans eight and one straight up in their last nine games when playing at home against Jacksonville. What are you guys thinking here, Ace? Once you get us started here, another one o'clock matchup in Week eighteen. I think I was about to come in here pretty hot, but then you read those stats about the Titans at home. I was like, Jesus, don't like to hear that one, but uh, I'm still rocking with the, the Jags heavy here. And regardless of his Trevor Lawrence, regardless if it's uh, what's his name backup down there, who's playing backup for him Bethard. right now? Is it CJ Beathard? Yeah. 
I knew it was an X 49er. I'm like, which one is it? I had to go through the archive real quick. Uh, Nick Mullins starting up there in Minnesota right now, too. Um, kind of funny. But yeah, no, back to uh, CJ Beathard and the Jaguars. He looked really good last week. Super efficient. And how can you not be with the talent that's around you? You have ETN, you have Ridley, Engram, uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. The, the names just keep going on and on. He had a connection with Jamal Agnew as well. Then that defense really stepped up and won that game for him. They pitched a shutout last week. That Jaguars defense is a playoff caliber defense, best defense in the AFC South, which in my opinion makes the best team in the AFC South. Great skill positions all around, best quarterback when he's healthy. I think that they're able to win this game regardless and cover the number. I know that the Vrabels are past the Vrabels, the, the Titans led by Mike Vrabel are pesky, especially at home too. And Ryan Tannehill in the mix playing for his career almost kind of sketches me out, but Derrick Henry's been a slouch. I like the Jags here this week. Defense pitches a strong, strong game. Holds the other team below two touchdowns. And I think the Jaguars get just enough done to win this AFC South, like we all predicted. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the other side here. I think Vrabel's going to drop a, a spoiler. This could be one of the spoilers of the weekend, where, where Jaguars need a win and they're in. I uh, like the tech, uh, the Titans kind of drop a game plan. Vrabel keep it kind of tight, simple, simple. Keep it under that 39 point total where they want to be. They don't want to be scoring, you know, 20, 30 points with this Jaguars offense. I think if I think if Lawrence plays, this is scary. But I, I like the Titans with this current number at five and a half. Yeah, I think it's a tough number. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I say spoiler, tough. they could win, but I, I'm going to take the points. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the points. There's a lot of points for a divisional matchup. I think it could be end up a three point game, and if it's Beathard on the center, you're looking even better. But I think the Jaguars stymie enough to win the division. Yeah, I definitely agree. Good stuff there. Our next matchup here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. The Bucks, the favorite here, minus four and a half. Panthers, uh, sorry, Panthers at home. The Bucks minus 215 on the money line. 37 and a half is our total trends I got here. The Bucks seven and one against the spread in their last eight on the road. Six and one straight up in their last seven against Carolina. The total's gone under in six out of Carolina's last seven games at home. What are we thinking in this one, Huff? Why don't you get us going here? Yeah, this is one. Uh, I don't love the spread, but I love the Bucks just to win this game and get the job done. They, they have the playoff, the division implications on the line. Uh, I don't love four and a half points, as a, especially a road favorite in a divisional matchup. But give me the Bucks money line. Uh, uh, Two-leg parlay, this will get you plus money at the minus 200 or whatever it's sitting at. So uh, I love the Bucks to get a win here this week and win the NFC South. Yeah, I agree with you, Huff. I mean, not much to say here. The Carolina Panthers pose no threat. Um, I think they might be able to keep it close though for divisional sake, just to give them a little bit of a fight from Bryce Young. Almost like but just I, a scare, like just like a scare. Yeah, like we're not gonna scare. just let you roll over this. Like that's yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. I, I mean, but they definitely could with the way that the Bucks team is built. Strong defense and good playmakers. I think Mike Evans continues his successful year. I'll look at his anytime touchdowns. Baker loves him, but if any other year, Baker could be considered for comeback player of the year too, which is kind of crazy. But I, I think the Bucks are able to handle business and. uh Defy a lot of expectations coming into the season. That's funny you said that last week. I almost took Evans' first touchdown, and then I was looking at it, and it was like plus five fifty. And like a receiver, you like like seven fifty. You know what I mean? Unless it's fucking Justin Jefferson in his prime when Cousins was just whipping it to him every time. And I went with ETN. Didn't score until the third quarter and breaks it on a sixty-two yard run. I was like, let's fucking go. I don't know. I did Mike, Mike did Mike Evans score last week? Uh, last week I believe he did score. Yeah, I think I he might have scored the first touchdown of the game. Yeah, so let's, let's just double check that to confirm. 
He did not. He had three catches for 70 yards, though. He did not. Okay. They, they got going back. Yeah. What's his name at two or three, right? Yeah, Godwin. Yeah, yeah. God, they were using Godwin. Yeah. This is a this is a certified Mike Evans gets in the end zone game. Rashad White, just go back to all the old school uh, guys that have been working for the Bucks all year. White and Evans will get it in the end zone this week. Good stuff, boys. Rolling through this 1 o'clock slate here. Another one here. Hometown for Ace. The Jets and the Patriots in New England. The Patriots, the favorite here, just one and a half points. Their money line, minus 120. The Jets' money line at plus 102 in the total at a low of 30 and a half. Trends I have here, the total has gone under in four out of the last five games on the road for the Jets, as well as four out of the five games between these clubs. New England, 5-0, and oh, straight up and against the spread in its last five games at home against the Jets. What do you think here, Ace? Very low total on this matchup here, but one of our last one o'clock games we have. Your boys at home, what do you got? Yeah, I, th- I think that the Patriots should win this game because it's the New York Jets that they're playing against, but... You have no reason to win. I really hope they don't go on and win. This <laughs> I was just going to say, well, you don't want to see them a minus oh, 120 no. favorite this lock week. Up the- I want to lock up the number two pick, but I don't know if they'll be able to do it. It's the New York Jets. They always beat them. The defense is working hard, playing hard. Billy's at pay- playing for his career, like some other guys I've said. And Bill Belichick hates losing the teams that he likes to beat, especially in this season if you look at their four wins. But ah, I'm not touching this game. I'm staying away from it. I don't even want to watch it that much. Please just if you guys. If you guys win this week, the Commanders are basically an automatic loss because the Cowboys need to win this week, and they're a fourteen point favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys, you guys definitely don't want to win this game. That's an auto. You could move back from the second to the fourth pick. Not that that's like huge, but you know what I mean. If you have a guy, like you want to get your guy too. Like this is a tough spot. I think the Patriots could win this game. <laughs> I do. I think it's in in Foxborough. I think Belichick's trying to. You know what I mean? They don't want to go out too sad. Uh, there, I really, there's not that much difference between the second and the fourth pick, unless you're going for Marvin Harrison, you want that second pick, but I think you guys are up there in that quarterback conversation. I think Patriots win this game. Uh, Cardinals have a tough matchup this week though, too. So, uh, pretty scary. So Cardinals and commanders could be looking at losses while the Patriots are a favorite in week 18. That's crazy. Such a tough spot. This is a game. I won't, I won't be betting that that's more just for like conversation sake. I, I, I can't bet on that game. I don't think anybody will be. Yeah. I'll come in with like a first, a Zeke first touchdown. <laughs> Definitely going to be an interesting one there in uh, in Foxborough. Let's move forward to our final one o'clock matchup here. The Minnesota Vikings heading to Detroit to visit the Lions. The Lions, the favorite here, three and a half points. Their money line, minus 178. The Vikings money line at plus 150 and the total at 45 and a half. Trends I got here. The total has gone over in six out of Minnesota's last seven games when playing Detroit, um, as well as over in five out of Minnesota's last six games when playing on the road against Detroit. Detroit 5-0 and against the spread in its last five against Minnesota. What are we liking in this matchup here? Detroit, the favorite here. Huff, why don't you get us started in our final one o'clock matchup here in week 18? Yeah, I love the Lions in this spot, and here's why. I'm not a I'm not a Jaron Hall guy, not a Nick Mullins guy. I don't love what the Vikings are cooking up there. I slammed the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Uh, you saw what happened there. I think they won like 43-10. to 10. Things got out of hand in the second half. That Packers offense was rolling. Uh, meanwhile, that Vikings offense couldn't get much going. Jaron Hall looked terrible in the first half. Mullins kind of got some stuff going in the second, but uh, that Packers defense isn't anything too scary. And this, I'm not saying this Lions defense is. Uh, but Detroit on their home field, they put up points. They don't really need this game either, though, so which is kind of scary. This could just be, is this ace? Is this just technically for seeding for them? 
Yeah, I like believe so. It depends division. on other games, too. Yeah, so, like, you want to win this game. It's just for your record, basically, later on. Like, you you could have the same record as, like, the Cowboys if they lose this week or, you know what I mean, things like that. So, I think the, the Lions are an auto win this week. I think the, that minus 178, the, if they play everyone, they're going to win this game on their home field. Minus three and a half, I'll take it as well. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you. I'll, I'll... One sec, Ace, here. So, you are correct. So, uh, Detroit obtains the three seed with a loss and a win or a tie with some other things can get them a yeah two seed um they want to win this game they don't want to go to dallas again ace right no they do not want to go to dallas i'll tell you that maybe in the good ace all you yeah so as i was saying i'm 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 siding with tough here i'm just going to buy that half a point on the three though because it just makes me feel safer you know my general rule but uh i i agree with huff here all the reasons that he stated it's the Detroit Lions, and the other team has got nothing to play for here. And they're in shambles, kind of, in their quarterback room. I don't see a way in which they're able to upset the Detroit Lions. I saw, which is kind of fun to think about, I saw a mock draft, which has the Vikings projected to, to draft uh, Michael Penix in the second round, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see where he goes. In the second round? Yeah. Holy crap. He's like he's one of those. He's, he's had so many first, injury problems. And yeah, he's yeah. I, I did good. hear that. I'm sorry. He's had so many injury problems. The NFL's like scared of him. Yeah, so he's a second round grade. I guess. I saw some mock drafts that had him like at the 11th and 12th pick. I was like, oh, that's a little. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> one game. I, that's a little, you know. Yeah, exa- I was gonna say, if he wins the national championship, you'll see one that has him getting picked probably 10th. Alrighty, moving forward to our four o'clock slate here. The Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers are leading us off here in Green Bay. Packers, the favorite, three points for them, minus 156 on the money line. Bears money line plus 132 in the total at 44 and a half. Trends I got here, Chicago, five and one against the spread in their last six. Also four and one straight up in their last five. Green Bay, five and oh, straight up in its last five when playing at home against Chicago. Who do we like here in Green Bay? Pretty local game. Uh, Wisconsin and Illinois very close to each other. What do you guys got here? Ace, here's some here's a little storyline for you. Last year, Lions kicked the kicked the Packers out of the playoffs in Lambeau. Lions didn't go. Packers didn't go. I think a same situation happens here. I, I was big on the Packers last week. I think the Bears exploit that run defense and are able to move the ball downfield. Justin Fields is fighting for that franchise. He wants to stay in Chicago, wants to give him every reason to. They already locked up the number one overall pick. What's stopping the Bears from going out and winning this game in Lambeau? Because I'm I love the Bears plus the three points. Well, I'm surprised. I didn't think you would be. I'm I like the Bears here to win as well. I think that Justin Fields has been playing great and their defense has been as well. They're they they're actually loaded. And you see the fans chanting, We want Fields. I think he's able to secure his job with another win this week, knocking out a Nartrit Nemesis rival and show that he can beat good teams when it matters. Back to back years, the Packers are gonna get bounced in week eighteen by a divisional foe neither team's gonna go that's the funniest part it's not even like a win and end game yeah it's it's crazy i i think that the packers are a little little farther away i think they exceeded expectations already this season i don't think they end up getting in but i think they're they're right there and compete next year ace how far are you away from this providence basketball sandwich oh uh, providence is far about like oh, 35 really? minutes yeah far 35 minutes yeah, I was that's, gonna say that's, that's like that's like Park. a little that's like a little further from me in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's Rhode Island far. That's the furthest you can. That's be. what I'm watching right now. We have this Providence spread. They're they're fucking good. They were down eight to two, and now they're winning seventeen to ten. Yeah, the PC Friars are sick. Their whole team is like seniors. That's why they're so good. But all right, let's get back to football. I just want to ask that. 
furthest bar, 30 minutes. <laughs> the furthest point in Rhode Island from Ace. <laughs> All right, next 4 o'clock matchup we got here. We got Mackey's Dallas Cowboys visiting the Washington Commanders as 13-point favorites here. Again, Cowboys, 13-and-a-half, excuse me, point favorites. Minus 900 of the money line, total at 45-and-a-half. Trends I got here, the total has gone under in four out of the Cowboys' last five on the road, as well as under in four out of the Cowboys' last five games on the road against Washington. Going to be an interesting game here. Let's send it over to Mackie. Mackie, what do you got for us? Oh, yeah. no Mackie this week. Pipe Mackie in again. Poor guy. Anyways, who wants to get us rolling here in this 4 o'clock matchup? Cowboys got the biggest spread here of the week. What do you guys think? I like the over in this game. I, I think there's a lot of points scored. The commander's defense is terrible. Um, is I assume is Brissett going for the yeah. commanders? Are they just kind of as long as he's not sick? Yeah, they just dumping Howell for the year, which I, I don't think is a bad idea. This is just a confidence killing game if you're Sam Howell and you play in this game. Uh, give me, give me the over. I like forty five and a half. I think it's uh, I think there's definitely some points scored. I think the Cowboys could uh get back. Obviously, they only scored twenty points last week on their home field. Uh, we know they're not the best team on the road, so maybe the Commanders can cover this 13.5-point spread, but I like the over 45.5 points. I think Brissett's able to get some points, uh, maybe 10, and the Cowboys handle the rest. I think Cowboys could score a lot of points this week. Yeah, backdoor covers, but it scares me too, especially if they get up big and they take out the starters and rest them for the playoffs, especially with no bye, seat, bye week for the number two seed. Um, I do like your overplay there. I think that's a good good idea. I think that the Commanders are able to put up points with those receivers that they have, but it's yeah. not until late. It's going to be garbage sure. time. I, What's crazy is like they're just a different team with Brissett in the in the state that they're not as risky. Like so, they're not going to have three picks like they will without. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. He'll keep it, but they're going to be a lot of three and outs in that offense. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, but like, dude, uh, they have weapons. I, I don't know. I've never really looked at their offensive line. They have to have a terrible offensive line. Like Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. Who's the tight mm -hmm. end that I'm forgetting his name? Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Like, they they have weapons. They're kind of like. I don't know. I'd kind of compare that skill. Like, who would you say? Like, the Steelers, Najee, and Brian Robinson, both Alabama running backs. Like, Terry McLaurin is better than any receiver that we have. I mean, right now, George Pickens is probably our guy. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's a pretty similar skill player. Yeah, well, they, like, they definitely have skill all around. It's just yeah. the O-line and weak, depleted defense. Yeah, true. I guess we just have a defense. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys with that big spread this week. I think it's like a college-type game, but it scares me of the garbage time. So, if you can tease, definitely do that. Yeah, I like the I like the over definitely. Yeah, I I like the over. I'm I'm not even gonna give a side. Like I said, biggest spread of the week here in that matchup. Going to be an interesting one to see. Let's keep it moving here in the four o'clock slate. The Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. The Seahawks the favorite two and a half points for them. Minus one forty two on the money line. Cardinals plus one twenty. Total at forty seven and a half. The only trend I got here is Seattle five and one against the spread. In their last six games against Arizona, two and a half points for Seattle. Huff, what do you think in this four o'clock matchup? Oh, I kind of think the Cardinals could win this game and ruin the Seahawks season. Uh, I'm not too confident in it. Divisional matchup. Cardinals just played a great game in Philly last week. That's why I think this is like a I'm buying high right now on the Cardinals. I, I wish they would have lost that game last week and this would be a seven point underdog. Um, but I, I lean on the Cardinals here on their home field. They've been pesky with Kyler Murray. Uh, they've been a lot more fun of a team to watch with Kyler Murray. James Conner's been getting into the mix a lot. Uh, we saw a big game last week from uh, Michael Carter, who stepped in. James Conner had a couple touchdowns. I'm, I'm on the Cardinals to come out and get a big road win or a big home win against a divisional foe who's trying to make the playoffs this week. 
Yeah, you think they're able to actually convert and win that game, though? I, I think they can. I really think they can. I, I This isn't my, my most confident underdog pick of the week. This is one of the underdogs I had my eyes on. Knock him out of the playoffs, too. Yeah, I mean, they looked good last week. Kyler Murray's been a good quarterback. They I think they got their Super Bowl last week with their win over the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't see them going on a little two-game heater uh, to end the year, but maybe that's what keeps Kyler around instead of moving on from him. Um, I do think the Seahawks are able to win this one. I think the Seahawks and the Rams get those final two, two seeds in the NFC. Um, the spread here, I do like it as well. I'll take that as well. I, I'm, I'm riding with the Seahawks. I, I had them last week. They didn't get the job done. I think they do this week. Good stuff there, boys. Let's keep it going here in our next matchup here. Battle California, the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. 49ers are the favorite here. Just four points for them. Minus 194 on the money, or sorry, 198 on the money line for them. Total at 41 and a half. The trends I have, 49ers won 12 straight divisional games. They're 9-1 and one straight up in their last 10 games against the Rams and 1-4 and four against the spread following a 9-0 and oh against the spread home streak. Ace, why don't you get us going here? 49ers at home against the Rams. What do you think? Can the Rams still get in with a, with a loss this week? Huh? Can the Rams get in with Carson Wentz playing quarterback? Because he's starting. He's confirmed starting this game. Actually? Yeah, so yeah. I think they're in with a loss. Yeah, I I think so too. I think in that case they're going to end up losing this game because I like the depth of the 49ers more. I don't have too much to say on it though because I know that the Niners are hitting plenty of guys on their side as well. That's I, I don't even yeah. This was the one game I was like Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, this yeah. is a tough game. You know what we're doing? Staying away. <laughs> this <laughs> is the one we excited to talk about these two teams come playoff time next week though. Yeah, this is like the this is the week where you really got to watch where you're where you're putting your money because some of the especially like dude right up leading the Sunday they'll sit some of these guys last minute and I get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like you Agreed. said, just bet on the games that actually matter because you know who's gonna be playing. Exactly, that you won't see this one on TV. Weird stuff's gonna happen. Weird scores, maybe a score gone or two. I was trying to think of one, but it's probably like the weirdest score I can think of. It's probably already happened. Yeah. Right. Alrighty, let's move forward here. A couple more 4 o'clock matchups before we get into our Sunday night football matchup here in Week 18. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants in New York and New Jersey, if you will. Eagles, the favorite here, 5.5 points. Their money line, minus 235. And the total at 41.5. Trends I got here. Philadelphia, 5-0 and straight up in their last five games against the Giants. Total's gone under in six out of Philadelphia's last seven games on the road. The Giants are five and one against the spread in their last six games. What are we thinking here coming out of this matchup out of New Jersey, if you will? Another short, short commute for these teams. Ace, get us going here. Four o'clock in New Jersey, in East Rutherford. Yeah, I think that the, the Eagles get this one done here. There's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching going on as we know that that Cowboys game will be going on at the same time. We'll see who can get what seed, who can win that NFC East, because it kind of depends. I think both teams do end up winning this week, and it doesn't change anything. But I think they need to go into the postseason on a high note. I think that that number's uh, pretty pretty good for them to cover this week. Even if they roll down some backups, they'd still have it. But uh, I think I like the Eagles here in this spot. I don't think the Giants have anything going. They've looked really, really poor since that, that last game against the Eagles. That Christmas Day matchup, Huff. 
Yeah, obviously a divisional game here. Eagles coming off a tough loss last week. Uh, uh, the Eagles, they just kind of want to win this game to get back, get their mojo back, coming off a tough loss uh, to a 4-12 and Cardinals team. Uh, going to New York, These, this Giants team, they've gone from uh, DeVito back to Tyrod Taylor, looking like a little bit better of a team covering uh, a couple weeks ago, like you said, on that Christmas Day game against the, against the Eagles. But uh, I, I got the Eagles getting back and getting right here on the minus five. I think they, they cover the spread. Eagles need a big win going into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you, Huff. They need to, to right the ship a bit, especially after what they've been doing lately. What a devastating loss last week to lose the division. I think they get the right the ship right with the little brother against the New York Giants this week. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff there. Another one here in the 4 o'clock slate. The Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders in Ooh. Vegas. Vegas, uh, Vegas is the favorite here. Two and a half points for them. Minus 154 on the money line. Total at 37 and a half. Trends I have here, the total's gone under in five out of Denver's last six games on the road against Vegas, as well as under four out of five in, to the under for their overall games on the road. Vegas, five and oh, straight up and against the spread in their last five games at home against Denver. Do we like the trends here in listening to the uh, Vegas Raiders at two and a half on the spread? What do you guys think out of this four o'clock matchup? Yeah, I think this is like, potentially the worst game of the week but i'm gonna lean with the broncos here i know that it's in vegas like you said but the denver broncos defense is much stronger and that's where i'm gonna lean two weak quarterbacks it's gonna be stidham versus uh o'connell not anything that you want to watch too much uh huff i don't know about you but there's gonna be a lot of light guys on either side i think zamir white does have a good game for the las vegas raiders he did the last two weeks but nothing i'm gonna bank my hat on these two teams are playing for nothing they moved on from russell wilson not much to see from the denver broncos here yeah, this is a, a tough matchup. Obviously, I, I'm totally off these Broncos with no Russ. Uh, they looked a little bit better last week. This Raiders team is pretty hungry. Can't go against them. So I'm going to ride them. I don't know if they're sitting out anyone. Haven't done too much research on this game. Definitely lean on the Raiders to get the divisional win at home. This is such a bad game, Huff. No one's going to be watching this one. Yeah, no, this is another one. Moving over to our final four o'clock matchup here. The Kansas City Chiefs heading to Los Angeles to visit the Chargers. Chargers favorite here, three and a half points. Their money line at minus 184. The total at 35 even. The Kansas City Chiefs are 5-0 and straight up in their last five games on the road against the Chargers. As well as 16-3 and straight up in their last 19 games overall with the Chargers. Total's gone under in 11 out of the Chargers' last 14 games. That's all I got here for the four o'clock slate. What do you guys like in the Chiefs Chargers matchup here in LA? The Chiefs need to win to keep their seating better, right? I don't think they're playing Mahomes. Like so, like do they really care that much? Like they already won the division, right? Oh no, are they? Are they the? They're the definitely the three seed. I think that's what it is. Yeah, the they won their division. They're locked. They're locked in because the AFC South is going to be the four seed in the AFC. Then yeah, I, you know what I like this week? Off no points because Easton Stick can't get the job done. And who is he, who even is it for them right now? Is it the guy that had that QB sneak against Chase, the Browns? Or Chase Daniel. Oh, is it Chase Daniel? Chad Henney? I don't remember who. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Chase. And no, Chad Henney's the guy I was thinking of. Like, they're all the same. If you're, yeah. if you're Mahomes backup, you have an absolute dream job. Yeah, and you don't have to play much. There's not going to be many points in this one. I'll tell you that. Two touchdowns might win the game. Um the, the Chiefs have nothing to play for, but I don't see a chance where the, the Chargers win a game. I, they're they're in turmoil. They they need to reset the season. Asia. Chargers don't want to win this game either. That's the thing. Is they're a home favorite? Ugly game. Uh, I can't even give a pick on this one. It's just so weird to see the Chiefs as a three and a half point favorite in LA. Yeah. Uh. 
brutal game. Or three and a half point underdog, I should say. Last Sunday night football regular season game of the year. This is really the only game I care about. That is all we got there for the four o'clock slate here in week 18. Let's move forward. Sunday night football in Miami, Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. The Bills are the favorite at three points, even minus 158 on the money line. Dolphins money line at plus 134 in the total at 49 and a half. Trends I got here. The Chiefs 5-0 and straight up in their last five games. When Oh, sorry. I'm looking at my wrong trends. Dolphins 11-1 straight up in their past 12 Sunday home games. Bills 10 and 1 straight up in their last 11 games against Miami. Dolphins 17 5 and 1 against the spread in their last 23 divisional matchups. Ace, let's start off with you here as Huff and I will be at this game. So I want to hear what you have to say first before we let him go on his tangent. What do you think? Huff, I already know who you're taking and I am not riding with you. I'm going with the <laughs> Buffalo Bills as dogs this week to win the division. They're going to win. Favorite. Yeah. Uh, uh, as. Uh, Three point, yeah, they're on the they're on the road. I, I would assume they would have been dogs, but yeah, dude, it's th- a weird line. I agree. I I think it's a weird fucking line. That makes line. it look weird. I looked at, it, I was like, huh. And then, um, but still, I like the Bills here. They're the better team. Josh Allen, second best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, his play at times is boneheaded, but skill wise, cannot be faulted at all. I think they go in and they blow up this Dolphins season, expose them as the frauds they are. Even though the Dolphins have some good pieces. No good defense. I think there's a ton of points here in this shootout of a Sunday night matchup. Josh Allen's going to be running the football in for one, maybe two. I like the Bills this week. I had the Dolphins with you to start the year as dogs to win the division. But I think the Bills are taking this one. Not everything trending in the right direction. Absolutely, yeah. I, I am on the Dolphins here. I'm going to take the plus three. I do like the over as well. Uh, you heard I, I sent it today. Tyree Kill's house burnt down today or caught on fire today. Lo- that, that's just a legacy game. Automatic He's going to be on fire. Vegeta. Yeah, exactly. The cheetah's going to be running. He's going to be on fire out there. Uh, no pun intended. Look for Tyreek to get in the end zone. I love the Dolphins to get right this week. This is the week to do it. You know, everyone said. You why, are you the the why are you taking the points? Why are you taking the points? I always take. The, I always take the points. Give me the plus I three. Know, I, I, I agree. Know, I know. I just. I think this could be a very close game, but the the higher scoring it gets, the more likely that plus three doesn't really come into play. Uh, just kind of take them on the money line. I, I, I'm on the Dolphins here. I think that they get enough points to win this game. Uh, but like you said, Bill's defense has been playing really good football. Do- Dolphins are now without Bradley Chubb for the season, which is a killer uh, for Miami. Torn ACL, so that's an absolute uh, pretty tough blow for them. Uh, defensively, they should have taken him out of that game in Baltimore, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I like the Dolphins. I, I, I do. I think Tua has a good game. They They won a huge game against the Cowboys at home. This one's a divisional matchup. They let the Bills work them in Buffalo early on in the year. Mm-hmm. I think McDaniel's been watching that film and looking has this calendar or this game circled on the calendar. I think the Dolphins get a big win. Yeah, Huff. I think uh, you you were leaning on Tyreek Hill to get in. I like Josh Allen to get in, but I think whoever you take is going to because there's going to be so many points. Yeah, there's yeah that I like the over forty nine. This has potential for game of the year written all over it. This easily could be like the the thirty seven thirty two like. Like we just saw that uh, Washington, Texas college football playoff game, 37-31 final. That'd be crazy. Yeah, this will be a fun one. Kudos to you guys for going down there. Enjoy it. I hope it's a a great game, but uh, I think they're going to be circling the wagons. Yeah, I'm more just joining. I've I've definitely been supporting this Dolphins team this year. You know, I'm I'm probably gonna. uh, I don't know. I might cop the Tua jersey. I've been thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of steez. Great colors. It's kind of steez. I agree. The great game to go to though. Yeah, I'm hyped. 
This literally, I've been hope I've had this one circled since we since my brother was like, yeah, I can get tickets for that. I was like, oh, dude, there's a chance that's for the fucking division if all this works out. I felt like I was like a a uh, not even like this year like a Bears fan being like, we need to win and we need 16 teams yeah. to lose and we're in the playoffs. Like that's what I was doing for this game all year to be like, and it got to the point where I was like, Miami needs to lose one and the Bills win out and that's for the division and bang. I was like, and I was telling Jesse for the past month, I'm like. If you look at the slate, there's a very good chance that that game ends up being Sunday Night Football in Bank Sunday Night Football. I'm so, so excited. Going to be a good one here, and that's going to finish off everything we got in the NFL for Week 18. Uh, Huff, do you have like a list of the winning scenarios? All right. Uh, so that first game, Houston, what's at stake? Houston clinches the AFC South title with a Houston win or a Jacksonville loss in that same game, Indianapolis. Uh, is looking for the to clinch the same thing. The AFC South, Indianapolis would do that with a win plus a Jacksonville loss, uh, or an Indianapolis tie and a Jacksonville loss. Steelers, my Steelers on Saturday, uh, looking to clinch a playoff berth with a Pittsburgh win plus a Buffalo loss. Uh, I I like that chance. I like that first thought. The first thoughts on that one. Let's go Dolphins. Uh, Pittsburgh to win plus Jacksonville loss. Um, Pittsburgh to win plus Houston, Indianapolis tie, not even going to get in these last two. We need like three teams to tie, uh, Dolphins clinch AFC East with a win, uh, or tie, uh, bills clinch with a win or wait, let's see. Oh, they can clinch a playoff berth as well. Buffalo tie or Pittsburgh loss or tie or Jacksonville loss. So bills are in the playoffs. Um, that that's pretty much determined. This game is mainly for the two seed. Uh, Jacksonville, what's at stake? Will clinch the AFC South title with a Jacksonville win or Jacksonville tie plus an Indianapolis Houston tie? I love when they start throwing these ties in there. Like <laughs> just every game is going to tie week 18. Um, obviously, Dallas, what's at stake? Winning the NFC East, they can do that with a Dallas win or a Dallas tie in a Philadelphia tie or an Eagles loss. Uh, Bucks win and the division is theirs. Falcons, it's not going to happen, so I'm not even going to read it. Saints, I already went through the Saints. Eagles, what's at stake? The NFC East title with a Philadelphia win, a Dallas loss in Washington. Not very likely. Uh, we were talking about the Seahawks. So here's how the Seahawks can clinch a playoff berth. Uh, Seattle win plus a Green Bay loss. So uh, we both picked the Bears there. So And you're on the Seahawks. So you think Seahawks can get in off that chance. Uh, Seattle tie plus a Green Bay loss plus Tampa Bay loss. Seattle tie plus Green Bay loss plus New, New Orleans loss or tie. Uh, now looking at that, I do think the, the Seahawks will find a way to get in. I think it'll just be the Seahawks win and Green Bay loss. Uh, Green Bay, Packers can clinch a playoff with a Green Bay win. So obviously we said that. That's most huge likely game. chance for them. Yeah, that's a huge game for them. And then the Vikings, it's not going to happen. So I'm not even going to read it as well. It's a lot, a lot to look forward to this week. You got to be yeah, watching that, Scott Hansen doing the, the other, math on the screen. The other thing to look at that I wanted to make a list for, but I couldn't find like factual enough lists. I, I saw them talking about it on ESPN this morning. And they only went over like three of them was all the guys with incentives on their contracts that are actually uh, going to be playing this week. We'll like, tweet so, some of those out this week when they hit. Yeah, I was going to say when we when we find them, I'll, I'll definitely get those out because I love riding a couple of those. Yeah, I'd love to see that, especially if you can get a good read. Yeah, like a tight end that needs like two and a half catches one for touchdown. 500 grand. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. The best is when they need just one touchdown. You're like, bang, anytime, yeah. give yeah. me it. Lots of good stuff there, boys. Any other final predictions coming into the NFL playoffs here before we move off of the NFL for our last week of the regular season? 
I don't know how, but I still think it's going to be a San Fran Philly NFC Conference Championship. See, I, I, it's going to be tough. So right now, Steelers are the last team on the AFC that's not eliminated on the outside. Looking, oh, Houston too. I'm thinking there's eight teams that make it, like the like hockey and basketball. Uh, Houston and uh, Pittsburgh are the teams on the outside looking in on the AFC. And then in the NFC, we have the Vikings, Saints, and Seahawks all on the outside looking in uh, with just that seven seed uh, wide open. So uh, Seahawks, basically, they can't get in, correct? If the if the Saints or if the Packers win, Seahawks are out. That's I said that, right? Yep. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's a huge game for the Packers. Obviously, we know LaFleur's record in December, not so much in January. He loves choking up <laughs> on those games in January, so... I'm big on the Bears in that spot. I think the Seahawks are definitely going to sneak in in that NFC spot. Dog of the week. I know I said the Cardinals, but I'm, I'm now that I look at that more, the implications more. I'm kind of jumping over to that Seahawks side, uh, and then in the AFC, I, I like the I like the Colts to stay where they're at. I like the Bills to make the playoffs, and then uh, I think Houston loses this week. So give me my Steelers to to make some magic and maybe clinch a spot. But um, I, I I most likely think the Bills and the in the Colts are going to be in the picture. That'll be interesting. Always rooting for the boys, though. Wouldn't 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 be too scared. So it, I mean, I, I definitely would rather go. So this is like part of what. Obviously, I need the Bills to lose this week for the Steelers to make the playoffs. But I also would rather go to Miami if we make the playoffs than to Buffalo. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we'd be the seven seed, they'd be the two seed. I'd yeah. much rather play Wild Card Weekend in Miami than in Buffalo. Yeah, we'll talk about it if we get there. That's a dream yeah. scenario, Huff. I think you yeah. got a lot to you got a lot to wish. Two for. things, two things that happen. It's not that crazy. It's usually way crazier with my Steelers in Week 18. They just got to win as a four point favorite, and then they need a three point underdog to get a win at home. I don't think it's that crazy, but we'll All see. Order. What do you, What do you guys think about this Super Bowl logo colors, Delio? I I don't have much to say about. It. Yeah, I don't. I, I people. I I think it's more anything but yeah like what i think they do it on purpose like they're like hey uh well also like where is it this year it's in vegas so, yeah like, I, I don't know i like i feel like that's kind of like, i don't know what colors i'd expect to be vegas like gold but like they could have done that i don't know there's no like, i'd say like green could... and red to be honest with you uh i don't know i feel like uh, i don't know or like black yeah, exactly. red, like red, I, I, I don't even have enough an opinion on this to like make anything <laughs> Alrighty, good stuff. That's all we got out of the last regular season week of the NFL this year, week 18. Next week, we will have some wildcard matchups and playoffs beyond that. Let's shift our focus here to the NHL with some power rankings here for this week. First of the new year, coming in at number five, the Colorado Avalanche. Number four, the Vegas Golden Knights. Three, Vancouver Canucks. Number two, the Boston Bruins. And number one, the New York Rangers to finish off our list. What do you think in here, Ace? Your uh, Bruins, I think, drop into that second spot here this week. I don't think they were there last week. What do you got? Yeah, they actually moved up. They were at like the five spot yeah, last were, week in our round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So way to be, boys. They're in first in the NHL, actually, too. So that's kind of nuts. Same amount of games played as Mackey's Rangers, too. And now they got a point ahead of them. So best team in the league, once again. I don't know how. You should see their lineup in and out people all the time. I'll tell you how, actually. The goaltender. But um, Vegas Golden Knights, they're lucky to stay on, especially after a brutal uh, winter Classic loss getting shown up 3 nothing on the road, I know. But um, happy to see the Avs back in. That team's great. Dallas Stars, good team as well. The Canucks playing great hockey. Um, Stars, Canes are the two teams I have that would be next up. I still think the Leafs are going to pop off and get back up there soon too. Um, Huff, I don't know if there's anybody that's surprising to you that's off this list though. 
Mine would probably be my the one that I keep wanting to put in there is Carolina that I keep saying. Agreed. I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Vegas is definitely starting to make their slide. I'm big on that team out there. Uh, like you said, a tough loss in that Winter Classic. We were on Seattle there, so definitely was rooting for that one. But uh, Vegas sliding, uh, Colorado on the up and up. I think you'll definitely see both of those teams there in the end of the in the end of the playoff picture. The one the one fraud I I think that's easy to point out here that won't be. Uh, easily too far into the playoffs is the Vancouver Canucks. We haven't seen them do it. Uh, we've had them in this top five for the past couple of weeks. I'm not Young too team. confident. Yeah, I, I, I like this team as a regular season team, not confident in them in all, at all to go up against some of those Western Conference powerhouses if they run into a Dallas Stars or a Winnipeg Jets, uh, Vegas or Colorado. Any of those teams I think are taking them in five games. Uh, give me, yeah, I think Carolina should slide yeah, in Carolina, there. And, and then watch out for up. the defending Cinderella team too. Those, those Florida Panthers on the rise as well. Mm-hmm. We had them in there a couple weeks ago. They've they've made their appearance. The Avs, the Stars, Kings. Uh, we've had a couple of those teams. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's Carolina's turn to make their appearance. They've big the win over Mackey's Rangers win the last night. night. Yeah, that yeah. was big. Yeah, interesting stuff though. NHL's flying right now, and uh, we've got the World All Star. When's All Star well. weekend? That's got to be coming up soon, right? No, no, a little bit further away, a little bit towards the towards the end of the NFL playoffs. There is it. I swear it was always like the weekend. I'm looking this up. NHL All Star Weekend 2024. When is it? Yeah, Fe- first weekend of February. Yeah, same. Yeah, so February, February during 1st. the Pro Bowl. Yeah, same weekend as the Pro Bowl. That's right. I knew it was. I knew it was technically during football season. Yeah, so th- that'll be interesting. NHL heating up the World Junior Classic, heating up. Go Team USA. Not much else to say on that Junior Classic. Yeah. So if you've been watching that, in. what? So did that Canadian team just like fall apart? What the fuck happened? Who'd they no, lose they, to? The Chechia. Chechnya, Czech, Are you serious? Czech like that Republic? No, no. Like Chechnya. Chechnya. <laughs> like, look it up. No, it's literally a country in Europe. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it Chechnya? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they lost. They got upset yeah, in the I, quarterfinals. I Macklin Celebrini, 17-year-old stud. Couldn't get him there. Matt Potra, Boston Bruin, couldn't get him there. Team oh, USA. that's the Czech Republic. Is it? Yeah, but why are they called yeah. that now? I don't know. I feel like the, that country switches name like every fucking three That's years. I feel stupid. like yeah. they switch names more than the Washington Command. I remember just playing old NHL back then. You could use the Czech Republic and use like Kovalchuk and Yager. <laughs> I was gonna say Kovalchuk. I think Hosa was on that team. Maybe no, Hosa was Slovakia. Yeah, but still, uh, USA got the door wide open. So I'll be interesting to watch. Maybe we'll get some coverage on that for you next week if they can take home the gold. Yeah, definitely keep us posted on when that is because I haven't watched any of that. But I yeah. definitely would. Going into the semis right now. Alrighty. Moving over to the NBA. Some power rankings here for the beginning of the year. Number five, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number four, the Philadelphia 76ers. Number three, the Milwaukee Bucks. Number two, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And number one, the Boston Celtics there. What are we thinking here coming out of the NBA this week? I think we've now had this same list three weeks in a row. And these these teams are starting to set themselves as... Truly the top five teams in the league. Obviously, this Thunder team is very young and exciting. Uh, the big Timberwolves, win last night over the Celtics. I was going to say, big win last night at home against Boston. Uh, this Tim, or this Thunder team is really good. Uh, they're just they're not just one of those young teams. Shai Gilgis-Alexander is a really special franchise player. Uh, Chet has really become a one of his own as a, as a star young player, rookie of the year candidate. Um, this Thunder team is really fun to watch. They have role players all over the court. Um, but obviously, Philly, the, that top four, they'll be there all season. I think this Timberwolves team is legit. I really do. 
Yeah, we'll have to see. Especially, there's always like I feel like some surprise team over in the West. And this year, was it you that compared them to the Grizzlies of last year? Yeah, yeah, they like. Yeah, the, I think it might have been that's a perfect Mackie, comparison. That's that's what I thought so too. They're like one of those young teams that kind of just burst onto the scene as well. Um, but yeah, the big dogs really holding their own in the East. Uh, not much to be said. Usually, it's the West where it's like the East is wide open, and the West is like we know who's getting there. I feel like it's just a lot of teams in the West. That's the thing. Even the the bad teams are good. Yeah, I was gonna say like I'm looking at just by conference right now. And out west, just the play-in tournament is Dallas, Phoenix, Houston, Lakers. Yeah, a lot of superstar players on max contracts in that tournament. Yeah, crazy. Sacramento, East, meanwhile, good. East, meanwhile the is super. Are probably my surprise. I oh, did not. Expect I feel like I feel like we do have to give a shout out here though to the Detroit Pistons for ending that losing streak. Yeah, we were chirping them last week. Yeah, we did say they could be going until New Year's Day. That did come and go. Uh, they are three and thirty now on the season. They have uh, they're on a two game losing streak, so they're looking to looking to break their own record. Kudos are in order for them. All righty, moving forward here to the college football world. Michigan defeated Alabama 27 to 20 in the 2024 Rose Bowl. JJ McCarthy and the Michigan Wolverines advance the 2024 national championship game. Michigan will take on Michael Penix and the University of Washington Huskies. The Huskies took down Quinn Ewers and the Texas Longhorns late on Monday night in the 2024 All-State Sugar Bowl. The odds are out for this matchup here. Michigan, the favorite, four and a half points for them. 55 and a half is the total. What are you guys thinking here for the national championship? Uh, tell me what I'm taking. Let me know. This So that that Michigan game, obviously Michigan gets there. Uh, everyone's kind of praising J.J. McCarthy. Jim Harbaugh in the press conference is calling him the best Michigan quarterback to ever play college football there. Uh, that Obviously, I, I he's been there for, he's going to be the first guy to get him to the national championship in a while. So. He's going to get that praise, but really the difference for the blue and gold up there is Blake Corum, number two in the backfield. Uh, he's absolutely unreal. 83 rushing yards, a touchdown. Then he adds on 35 receiving yards and the game-winning receiving touchdown. Uh, I, I just think Blake Corum's going to be the difference. Uh, Michael Penix and this Washington team looked really they good. Look electric. Uh, they looked electric. They looked like big play capability on every they play. Give up Dunze, on, uh, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name, but that's right. Oh, it right Romo, there. Romo. Romo Dunze, Romeo yeah. Dunze. I don't know how to say he's, his name, but be like a Jefferson type receiver. I was gonna say he's like a, I. I saw Jamar Chase was the comparison. That's basically, what I meant, if you're getting yeah. compared to any of those guys, guys it's That's like what I meant to say, yeah. Um, I, I'm on Michigan. I th- I don't love four and a half. I think the defense too gets good it of done. A team, right? They're like, too good of a team. Michigan and Washington. I said it last week. They've been underdogs. They've been underdogs. How many times can we disrespect them? But they we can score, them right? Card, so there should cash. be points. Yeah, it, it, I just think Michigan's defense is going to be the difference in Washington. I think Michigan's offense is going to put up too many points, and that Washington Washington offense has been able to put up points all year is going to be the scary thing. I think Michigan's defense is going to stymie them a little bit, and uh, yeah, Blake Corn is going to be the difference. Yeah, you, you you analyze a lot more than me, but it seems like that defense is just top notch NFL type caliber players. Yeah, and they, then they're going to be. Washington hasn't year. seen that. Washington hasn't seen that, but they haven't. They've been zipping in Penix. In Rome, that's a good connection. They have a few other guys too that have been pretty electric through the air. It looked like last game. Yep. So yeah, I, it hates me to go again to pick against Washington right now. Right now, I'm definitely leaning on Michigan to cover to cover this number in the Natty. Yeah, I think this will be See, fun like, to watch. People though. love to think like I'm Mister Take the Underdog with the points in the College Football National Championship. Yeah. I can't I, I, like it gets ugly. Pac-12, some games. Big Ten. Yeah, dude. I, and this is really this is a win win for the Big Ten because Washington coming over to the Big Ten next year. Uh, this is a Big Ten, Big Ten national title, technically, but 
I'm on, I'm on the side where you are. I think the Pac-12 gets their their first taste of some real football. Your semifinal was against the Big 12. You'd love to see them go up against any other conference and get a win. Uh, you know, the Big 10 and the SEC were known as the two big dogs this year. And the Pac-12, everyone loves to say, just kind of beats each other up. But Washington prevails against a pretty good Texas team. But I got Michigan winning the whole thing. I feel like you even would have been on Alabama then had they have won that game. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I thought whatever team won that game. I was huge on Alabama. Moments too big game, for, a, for a West Coast team. Yeah, I think they so. just don't and, have the depth on defense, but they have the quarterback. Let's see this Penix draft stock could go through the roof with a win here. This coach for Washington is like he kind of reminds me of uh, what's his name for the Lions, Campbell. Where he's Sam. just like, fuck it, I'm gonna win this game or I'm gonna lose by twenty. You know what I mean? And I like a coach like that. Like if you're my coach, there's gonna be frustrating moments where if you're calling a game like that, like that Lions, where you're gonna keep going for it. But like your coach is like, fuck it, we're either winning it or losing it right here. We're not going overtime. You know what mm. I mean? And in college, that sometimes pays off because, like, you do the hurry-up offense and shit. Those kids don't adapt to the keys and shit like that, and you know, changing plays and motions and shit like that when they're audibling. And I, I just think Michigan's a better coach team. I think Harbaugh wins this national title game and then moves to the NFL. There's huge talks of him Great going prediction. to the NFL. I, like I think he wins it and then says, peace, I'm out. I'm with you on that one. I think we'll see that on our card. Mackie's going to be all over Washington. He's going to say, I can't fade this team. I, I know how he is. He t- I let him talk me into it, and I'm glad he did because I like Texas. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll do Washington money line. I'm not doing Washington with the points. If it's close, Washington's going to win. And I think the same thing here. There's no value in Washington plus the four and a half. If it's close, Washington's going to find a way to win this game. Agreed, but I think it's a blowout for the, for the blue. I think I think Michigan wins this game. Mm. By, by 10? 10 to 27 17. on Bama. 34-23. High-scoring game. Yeah. They win by 11. Lots I like of good it. stuff there. Like the over, like all that. Lots of good stuff. Some news here in the college basketball world. We're doing really well here, hitting at a 60% rate, 38-23-1, plus just over 13 and a half units. So make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter for all our plays each and every day for all the sports. So especially as we get into these conference games, starting to starting to hit on obviously a lot more familiarity between the the teams in college basketball. Uh, beginning of the year, we were looking to just kind of build ourselves a nice a bankroll to play with when conference play started, and we did not expect starting at thirty eight twenty three and one at the plus thirteen and a half units as we get into conference play in January. So uh, definitely excited about that. Three and one last night got three plays going tonight. Uh, Providence, I think they're up by one at half. So. Got that minus six and a half, hoping that can cover and get us a win here to start the night out hot. But yeah, college basketball has been rolling. Uh, thank God, because I haven't been too good in the NFL lately, and uh, college basketball is keeping me afloat. Awesome, boys. I think that's all we got here this week. Week 18 of the NFL, last week of the regular season. Uh, all the other sports in full swing. We have the all-star stuff coming up for the NHL here at the beginning of next month. We got, obviously, uh, the national championship and whatnot happening now. I think that's about all I got this week. Anything else, Dad? Nope. Stay tuned. Hit those books. Tune into live streams this weekend. Yeah, obviously, like you said, live streams this weekend. Football on Saturday. Football on Sunday. National Championship on Monday. Another weekend packed of football. Playoffs start next weekend. This is the time of year that we all kind of build up for. Uh, we were all saying all the season's going to fly by. Well, now all we can do is sit back and watch all this playoff football because the playoffs basically start this week for a lot of these teams. A lot of big games, a lot of playoff implications. I'm excited for Week 18. I'm excited for the national championship. Uh, let's go Steelers. Let's let's scratch and claw in and be a 13-point underdog in Miami. Let's do it. <laughs>